2: Football offseason, which means our brains start going into overreaction mode. We're going to predict everything that happens before a game is even played, before spring football is underway. We want to see which rosters are going to be building off of success or which ones are crumbling under the pressure. And one team that could absolutely fall apart this year without it even being their own fault is Florida. Billy Napier is in a world of hurt going into 2024 and has to show promise if he wants to stick around for 2025. But The question turns to, what does a winning season look like for Florida knowing what's at stake? What's up, SEC Unfiltered? It's Cole Thompson here. Make sure you hit the subscribe button down below, the ring notification, that way you don't miss a single episode of SEC Unfiltered. Comment, what do you think is a winning formula for Billy Napier to stick around in 2025? Make sure that you follow us on social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever you call it, at SEC Unfiltered. Follow me on social media, at Mr. Cole Thompson, my own YouTube channel where I break down all college football, at Mr. Cole Thompson. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast listening systems, Apple Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube for that matter. And to keep up with everything going on in the best conference in all of athletics, make sure you check out secunfiltered.com. So what does a winning season look like for Florida? Let's just go back and have a serious conversation for a second. How did Florida get here? How did Florida get to this point? Well, I have a theory that maybe Billy Napier was a little bit too rich for his britches when he was hired by the Gators. And he marched into Greg Sankey's office and realized, I'm the next newcomer. Go ahead and embrace what's coming to Gainesville. You are ready to go ahead and see what I'm going to do. And Greg Sankey didn't appreciate that. And Billy Napier didn't appreciate that he didn't appreciate him. So he dropped a steaming pile of number two on his desk and say, what are you going to do about it? And Sankey sat there pondering in the filth and said, okay, execute Order 66 in 2024. A pivotal year for you, Billy. Best of luck. There has not been a schedule more daunting I have ever seen in my life than what Florida has this year. There has not been a schedule that has this much more trepidation than I have seen in my life of what Florida has this year. They play eight teams with a preseason win total over eight and a half. That's what they got. Just imagine you tell yourself, hey, we went 5-7 and last year. We're looking to build off of what we did and going into year three. Uh, We lost a lot of names in the recruiting trail because of just the nature of the beast. And, uh, oh, yeah, we have games moving ahead. Uh, Let's see. Oh, yeah, Florida State, Miami, Stanford, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, UCF, Tennessee, Kentucky. Oh, we get a breather for a minute and then close out the year with Georgia, Texas, LSU, and Ole Miss. Yeah, go ahead and sell yourself on that one. Tell me real fast who actually looks at that schedule in the SEC minus Georgia and goes unscathed. That's what Florida is dealing with this year. And so to me, you have to go ahead and take this with a grain of salt. If you're Florida, you cannot expect as a fan to watch your team go 10 and 2, 9 and 3, 8 and 4, even for that matter. If they were to hit 7 and 5, This would be the best 7-5 and team that I have ever seen in college football. That's how daunting of a schedule Florida has this year. And so you ask yourself, what is a winning formula for the Gators? Because one of the biggest rules in college football, at least for the purists like me, I have two limitations. Number one, we will always call out the bureaucrats and those that want to ruin our game every single time that they make changes. Thank you, NCAA. Even you are getting confused by your own rules. And number two, the age-old rule. You are what your record says you are, is a load of BS. You go ahead and play anybody else with this schedule in the Mountain West, in the ACC, in the Big 12, in the AAC. What do you expect from them? 0 and 12, 2 and 10, 3 and 9. And so Florida, which does have a lot of flaws we're going to say, oh, Billy Napier has to go 9-3 and to save his job. Well, would you do the same thing if you had Kansas State in the schedule? Would you do the same thing if Oregon State had to play this amount of rosters? Like, that's the problem. What I'm looking for from Billy Napier is continued growth. How have you made changes to your roster and your personnel when it comes to practices? How have you made changes that lead up to game days that will eventually lead to better results on game days? that's where you really have to look at this as a winning formula. I like Graham Mertz. I think Graham Mertz silenced a lot of critics last season when he was able to do. You look at the way that he played, absolutely better than what most expected, and he held his own as a starting quarterback. He gets another year to run the system, and maybe that does wonders for DJ Lagway as he learns how to play quarterback underneath Napier. They went out and they added in a wide receiver that is very well known with Murps and Chimere Dike from Wisconsin. That was the number one wide receiver in Madison when Mertz was the Badger starting quarterback. And so now you lose Ricky Pearsall, but you replace a guy who already has experience working with a quarterback like Mertz, and you have Eugene Wilson. That's a one-two combination. You still have Montreal Johnson. Yes, it sucks that you lose Trevor Etienne. Especially sucks because you're losing to the enemy in Georgia, but you still have a good running back. How do you feel about your offensive line? Did you make enough changes on that side to where you feel confident that there's going to be enough protection for Mertz next season? How do you feel about your defensive line? You win in the trenches, people. That's the bottom line of the story. If you want to be successful in college football, primarily in the SEC, you win in the trenches. Is that enough to get you to the five and a half wins? Because that's really what we're looking at. The betting odd total for me, if you can get to six and six in bowl eligibility, that feels like you're safe if you're Billy Napier. Maybe not in Scott Strickland's eyes. Definitely not in most of the Florida Gator fan's eyes. But in terms of when you look at this schedule, you can hit the five and a half over. I don't see why we don't bring you back next year. Especially if you look at the way they win games. Last season, they were five and two going into the bye. They come out and they play Georgia. And then they lose the last five. And they finish the year five and seven. They played well. They had some good wins. They got the win over Tennessee, a game that many people thought was going to be the year where finally the balls get over the hump in the swamp. They get that win, and they get that win, and they play pretty competitively at times against Georgia. They play pretty competitively at times against several really good opponents. I thought the game against Utah, they probably could have won if they had more stability or time with Graham Mertz at quarterback. They found a way to beat up on Kentucky. I mean, they found a way to beat up on Vanderbilt. They found a way to beat up on South Carolina. You played well enough against, I would say, LSU to a standard. You nearly beat Missouri late in the season. Can you close out games? That's the main question if you are Billy Napier. Can you find a way... To not allow teams to fight back. That comes with the defense. How does Austin Armstrong really build off of another year in Gainesville? Do you trust your linebacking core? Scooby Williams is off to Texas AM with Jay Bateman. Do you feel like that you upgraded that linebacker coach? Do you feel like you upgraded that defensive line coach with Sean Spencer gone? Are those moves to where you feel confident? Yes, right now we can at least play meaningful football. You start off the year against Miami. That's a very must-see game. And the main reason why is because Miami they're a contender. Like it or not, Miami is a contender in the ACC. They have a quarterback in Cam Ward that is going to, I think, pull them to at least two or three wins. Last season, if he was on the roster with Shannon Dawson, maybe Miami is making it to Charlotte to play against Florida State. You play against Florida State to close out the year. Every game in between. Now this is where you have to feel like you can at least hold your own. You got a game against Kentucky. I mean, you got to go to Knoxville to play Tennessee. That's a little tricky. You get UCF at home. UCF, Hate to break it to you, folks. UCF is going to be a team that you don't want to face on Saturdays, especially if Gus Malzahn gets the exact same version of KJ Jefferson that was making his name back in 2021. If that's the version that goes to Orlando, there's going to be a lot of fun in the bounce house this year. They may end up going to Arlington and maybe even the college football playoff. You do have Kentucky, but you have them at home. That should be maybe a toss-up. Georgia, we already know that game. We can just chalk that one up as an L. But can you hold your own down the stretch? Can by the Georgia game, let's just say you finish the year and you have six and six record, but by the Georgia game, you had five wins, maybe four wins, but you're able to hold your own. Let's just say you have a great performance from Graham Merz. Let's just say the defense forces two picks on Carson Beck. Can you build off of that? Can maybe you get an upset over Texas, the newcomers in the SEC? Could you hold your own against LSU? Could maybe you play against Ole Miss in your own backyard and feel very confident? And then when you go travel to Dope Campbell, can you pull an upset against DJU and Mike Norvell? Could you do one of those things? And then I look at production. Can this team be maybe top 40 in passing? Can this team maybe be top 30 in third down conversion? Can this team maybe be top 40 in run defense? Top 45 in pass defense? Are you playing games where it's close? Because that's all I'm looking for at this point. If you get to 7-5, and and your losses come to, let's just say, Georgia, Tennessee, Miami, Ole Miss, LSU. But you get an upset over Florida State. You're able to hold your own against UCF. You beat Miami. You do those things. You pull off a few upsets. Would you be content bringing, 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 bringing Billy Napier back? I think so. I think it's too early to go ahead and determine what is this season. To me, this is one of those times where the age old saying you are what your record says you are is actually the most invalid as possible because nobody would go unscathed besides maybe Georgia. And I would throw in Ohio state and a national perspective in this schedule. Nobody would Oregon wouldn't. I don't think Texas A&M would. I don't think Texas would. I don't think Ole Miss would. Nobody would be able to make it through undefeated and come out the other side stronger because of it. So why are you putting that much pressure on Billy Napier to be the guy? If there's growth, if there's positivity, if the roster is cohesive, if by the end of the season, you know that they are playing their best football and their best is just against higher competition, that's enough to say, I'm going to bring him back. But if progression sets in, if you're watching the offense fumble, if you're watching the team not have any life in the third quarter, if they're basically waving the white flag with 15 minutes left and you just see a dark, gloomy cloud hanging over Gainesville, that's when Scott Strickland realizes he's not the guy. Billy Napier is no longer the right head coach. And maybe Napier realizes it. and He pulls a Jeff Halfley and goes elsewhere. Maybe that's what happens. But I can tell you this much. If you're banking simply on record, Eight and four, nine and three. Billy Napier will be back. You're out of your mind because you wouldn't do it a guy. You wouldn't do it a guy like like Josh Heupel. You wouldn't do it to a guy like Kirby Smart. You wouldn't do it to a guy like Steve Sarkeesian. Are you really going to do it to Billy Napier because you hate him that much? The guy has experience in the SEC. Like this is not a problem when it comes to the recruiting part. It's just about building off the roster. This is where a guy like I think Dan Mullins really missed right now because if, even though he didn't recruit, he got the best version of the players every single week. Can you get that version of Billy Napier with the recruits he's bringing in? If so, you're in really good hands. If not, well, then there's the reason. To me, you get to seven and five this year, Billy Napier is safe. You get to six and six this year, but you're top 50 in almost every single metric, offensively and defensively, Billy Napier is safe. You get to five and seven, that's when the conversation starts that maybe Napier is not the guy. And unfortunately, when you look at the schedule, it's a little challenging to say five and seven. You can find five secure wins on the record. Make sure you hit the subscribe button down below. Leave a comment telling me what is a winning season look like for Florida in 2024. Follow us on social media, Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, at SEC Unfiltered. Download the podcast of SEC Unfiltered wherever you get your podcast listening systems, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Make sure that you follow me on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson, my own YouTube channel at Mr. Cole Thompson. And to keep up with everything going on in the SEC, college sports number one conference, make sure that you visit us at secunfiltered.com. I'm Cole Thompson. Until next time, folks, later.